Hey y'all, welcome back to I Be Knowing Shit Podcast. It's me, your host, the one and only Goddess Aloam, Miss Foxy if you're nasty. Here on IBKS Podcast, we dive into the mysteries of the universe and everyday life, share personal stories and practices to connect, educate, and inform. Get ready for mind-expanding, thought-provoking conversations, and enlightening insights. And, you know, we're going to have a time up in here. So take a deep breath, center yourself, and let's dive into this week's episode. Growing up in Chicago, every Halloween I would be worried about getting smacked with eggs, shaving cream, or whatever else people could get their hands on. I remember me and my youngest brother and our cousins dressed up as Lorenz Tatenham from the movie Dead President. Back then, I thought we looked tough, but hindsight, we were so freaking little, and that's probably why we still got our asses chased by other kids throwing eggs, dip fish heads, and spraying super soaker 6000s filled with pee. Well, something that stink, but I'm pretty sure it was pee. No doubt that it was pee, because Chicago is real different. So, if you were born before or in the early 90s, you might remember Homie D. Clown from the show In Living Color. Homie don't play that. That was his punchline before he bopped somebody upside the head with a sock. And yes, his name is Homie D. Clown. But we grew up calling him Homie the Clown because you know black folks gonna change some stuff to whatever we want to change it to. The more you know. Homie D. Clown was a character of a character. Herman Simpson, played by Damon Wayans. He was a parolee who had spent eight years in prison, and as a part of his parole agreement, he had to work as a clown. Well, in the early 90s, or the early 1900s, (laughs) people in Chicago allegedly started having Homie the Clown sightings. But this homie, the clown, wasn't cracking jokes and bopping people upside the head with a sock. He was said to have been kidnapping, raping, and terrifying communities, including the one I'm from. A lot of people say it was an urban legend. Was it an urban legend, though? I understand how people, especially those not from Chicago or the surrounding areas, could be dismissive of the possibility of this being more than an urban legend because in all honesty, it does sound like something straight out of a horror film. I also understand why Chicago PD and news stations didn't take it seriously as the people in the community would have liked them to take it because A, they were not from those communities and B, it really did seem like stories straight from Wes Craven. There was a short 30-second spot on the news about a killer clown, and they quickly dismissed that. A police report was made because a teenage boy said he spotted Homie the Clown. Police allegedly found no merit or consistency with his story, and that was also quickly dismissed. Around the same time as a Homie the Clown sightings, Stephen King, old nightmarish-looking ass, released the movie It. And we all know that's one of the all-time most disturbing movies about a clown. 
Because why the fuck he killed Georgie for? What? <sighs> anyway. On May 9th, 1994, John Wayne Gacy, who was known as the killer clown, was executed by lethal injection at Stateville's prison in Stateville, Illinois, after being found guilty of raping and murdering 33, 33, do you hear me? 33 boys and men, gruesome, sadistic, just sick. He stayed on death row for about 14 years. So people knew who he was back then and they knew his history. Everybody pretty much knew he dressed up as Pogo and Patches the Clown and performed at events for free. A real fucking weirdo, looking like a Oompa Loompa, could have never come nowhere near me. He looked off. He looked like a killer clown. Even though he wasn't dressed up as a clown during any of his predatory hunts and gruesome murders, he was still branded killer clown because people knew that's what he did as a hobby, I guess. You call it a hobby. If you're from Chicago, I know you remember Bozo and Cookie the Clowns. They came on WGN early Sunday mornings, I believe, and they asses looked weird and suspect to me too. What was wrong with everybody? Being entertained by all that creepiness, like, I'm real confused. Real creepy, real suspicious. I only ever watched the show to see how far kids could get in that bucket game where you toss the ping pong balls in a bucket. That game was rigged, in my opinion. And I wonder how many kids were traumatized after being on that show. Like, it just all gave me really creepy vibes. And even now, I went back and looked at those old videos and pictures. And I'm like, what? Like, what was really going on? They don't look kid-friendly or entertaining. Not to me. It's strange how between 1990 and 1994... There were so many weird and scary things going on regarding clowns, not just in Chicago, but movies and TV-wise, too. I don't think it was a coincidence. Energy is real, and agendas are not new. So, I know this may seem like a tale from the hood, a ghost story, an urban legend, but I'll tell you how I know for absolute fact. Homie the Clown in Chicago was 100 percent real when I was in kindergarten I went to this school on the west side of Chicago called John Hay Elementary School but we called it Big John Hay now I absolutely hated that school they cold ass lunches they made us eat in the classroom at our desk them damn ass lights the teacher assistant I'll just call her with pussy lip. She always wore cheetah print clothes and had a little odor to her that I hated. Like, I'm not even trying to talk bad about the lady, but it just... The hygiene wasn't hygiene. And, and then she had the nerve to be mean. And she had no business working with kids. But I digress for now. Anyway, every day my mama would pick me and my brothers up from school, right? We lived about 10, 15 minute walk away from the school. If she wasn't there, by the time we came out, we knew to wait on the corner until she got there. 
So I remember this day so vividly because it started off all wrong. Early in the morning, oh, child, <laughs> early in the morning, I forced myself into a pair of tights I grew out of long ago. But honey, I put them things on, <laughs> squeezed my tiny self up in there. <laughs> and it was after my mama told me a hundred times not to wear them because they were too small. But I'm a Scorpio, baby. I was going to make it happen and did and shouldn't have. <laughs> but on the brighter side, I had on one of my favorite outfits, straight killing them. <laughs> I had on a light yellow skirt with a bow at the bottom on each side and a matching shirt that had a bow on each sleeve, baby. I had them small ass tights on and white ruffle socks. So yeah, really thought I was all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> So sometime during the day, I had to pee. And as usual, this wolf pussy lip wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. That mean half a told me to take a nap. Like, lady, are you serious? And then she cut the lights off, told us to put our heads down on those hard desks. Eventually, I peed on myself a little bit. But I guess nobody noticed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember anybody saying anything about it because I sure would have been pissy and pissed off. Definitely would have remembered that. It was just crazy because how do you give small kids lunch and then say, go to sleep with no bathroom break? Whew, some people really should never be left alone with children. For real. Boom. School let out that day. I can't wait to see my mama at this point to tell her to fight Miss Wolf Pussy Lip for making me pee on myself. I get outside, my mama not there yet. I don't see my brothers either, so I'm standing on the corner, waiting, as I should. I'm looking around to see if my brothers was coming yet. I saw a van pull up. The van had primer on it, and I knew what paint primer was because my brother would, my brothers would pretend to prime their toy cars with my mama nail polish. So I see the van, and you know, from jump, we talk, not to trust a raper man van. That's what we call those utility vans, raper man vans, and still do. The side door slide open. I saw a clown. He snatched a little girl in and pulled off. So it had to be two people because somebody was driving. I could not, I don't remember seeing. I don't remember if I did see the driver. I, I don't remember, but I know it had to be two people because somebody was driving and somebody snatched a little girl in. They didn't like skirt off fast or anything. They pulled off regularly. Just pulled off. So I was scared and I was in shock. And there were so many people out, kids running around. But I don't think anybody else saw what happened. Nobody started panicking or anything. I don't know. When my mama came, I didn't tell her. I was so freaking scared. And I wasn't even sure if I actually saw what I thought I saw. That's another reason I didn't say nothing. It seemed like um, Twilight Zone or something. And that was way before I heard any stories about Homie the Clown. I told my mama Miss Wolf Pussy Lip made me pee on myself, though. I did tell her that. I told her I hated that school and I wanted to transfer. Eventually, she did transfer us. I guess because none of us liked the school. So we did get transferred. 
that was my first but not my last encounter with homie the clown it gets worse it gets way worse Three years later, we moved and transferred to a different school again. We moved to a different neighborhood, but not that far from where we were from. One night, my mom and her sister, they left us alone. It was me, my siblings, and our cousins. My brother and one of our cousins were old enough to babysit, but really, come on, let's just be for real. I was the real babysitter. Because if anybody attempted to do anything they wasn't supposed to be doing, I was putting a stop to that. Because I surely had the soul of an 80-year-old Southern woman and didn't play with nobody's cheering at that point. <laughs> Even though I was only about eight years old. I don't remember what time it was, but I do remember it was dark outside. The girls were in my room. It was three of us. Including me, it was three. And the boys were in my brother's room we had just went to sleep when I heard one of my brothers screaming about somebody coming through the window now it was six of them it was six boys we jumped up ran into the boys room and there was a fucking clown trying to break the bars off the window He had his hand through the bars, grabbing one of my brother's legs. My brother was laying on the bunk bed. We started grabbing weapons. Like, homie the clown was trying to get in our house. I mean, he was determined to at least try to pull somebody through the window. He was absolutely real. So, by this time, somebody started turning on the lights. It was pretty dark in the house at first. We started picking up anything and reached and started hitting his arm and just swinging at the window. Everybody was screaming, running around, panicking and cussing like we was in that thing going crazy. Eventually, homie the clown left, but we were all unknowingly traumatized. Y'all, this is an absolute true story. Look. It's still unbelievable to me. Every so often, ah, well, I only have one living brother now, but when it was when it was all of us, every every so often, every blue moon, I would ask them or I ask my mom, like, um. Do y'all remember when homie the clown tried to get in our house? Because I just keep trying to make sure that that shit was actually real. And it was really real. I didn't realize how upset I would feel talking about this today. But it's more of a, a sadness and irritation. Like just picturing the clown grabbing my brother really took my emotions back to that night. And how scared everybody was. It's really sad and scary that we never found out who he was or how he knew we were home alone how he knew which room had kids in it like it's so many unanswered questions you can be living next to homie the clown right now 
You can be working with homie the clown right now. You can be related to him. How would you know? Could you say with 100% certainty that nobody that you know is homie the clown? You can't. You can't. You wouldn't know. You absolutely wouldn't know, just like I don't know. Ooh, I get the chills just talking about this. And this is why I don't let people in my yard, on my property, without my permission. I don't care who they are. I had to check my neighbor about trimming my trees and tending to my yard without me knowing. He said he was just being nice. Well, how do I know that's all he was doing? I don't know for sure. And I never let anyone get comfortable doing anything I'm uncomfortable with, period. I don't care about coming off rules, not be with me, because if he decided to start creeping around my yard at night on some weird shit, he would just say I was trimming the bushes or whatever else he had been doing. And then what could I say? If I had previously allowed him to do it any other time, what could I actually say to him? Nothing really. So, after homie the clown oh tried to break into our house i became petrified of clowns and anyone in a costume or makeup if i didn't know them and couldn't see their face it's crazy because halloween has always been my favorite holiday and still is halloween is really the only holiday i truly celebrate i celebrate my birthday on halloween and I love dressing up and being creative. I always liked horror films. And I guess because I also hated feeling afraid of anything. So I, I still like those things. Even as a child, I always wanted to overcome any fear. Jerry Springer taught me how people would use your fear against you when he would have guests who had phobias, and then he would bring out whatever their phobia was onto the stage and have them chased around. R.I.P. Jerry Springer, but I would have fought his crew and the audience and him for playing with me like that. My fear turned into pure anger. I didn't recognize how traumatic that experience was for myself, my siblings, and our cousins until... I got older and learned about mental health and childhood trauma when I started going to therapy as an adult and when I took uh, psychology in college. I was really traumatized. We all were really traumatized. And back then, most black, black families knew nothing about trauma and mental health. So we didn't see a therapist or any other mental health professional. I just kept thinking... That clown could be anybody. He could be a neighbor, a teacher, literally anybody. And that messed with my young mind bad because he could have been a she. I don't know. How do I know? I just stopped trusting people. I didn't trust teachers, neighbors, other kids, nobody. It took me until I was an adult to connect why I hated clowns and why I hated people who dressed up as characters, it bothered me so much. I was scared I would physically hurt somebody if they approached me. So 
I would avoid characters even if I had to run away. Like I literally, I literally used to run away from people in costumes because I didn't want to lose self-control. Self-control was important to me. And then I didn't want to be embarrassed and be in jail for fighting Dora and Boots. Like, <laughs> come on now. They just doing their job and I'm out here meat mopping them. No. <laughs> but <laughs> also, I didn't want to take any chances because what if they really some lunatics under them costumes? Like, Dora the Explorer, you look like Dora on the outside, but you probably like a 60-year-old perverted man under that costume. Baby, I don't know and I'm not trusting it. So, yeah, I just avoided them. But that's how angry and upset I would get, though. I eventually healed from that terrible night. But it wasn't it wasn't all the way because of therapy, even though I did learn a lot of good coping mechanisms or coping techniques. A lot of good coping techniques, healthy techniques. And um, just ways of dealing with trauma and anger. But what really helped me get past that trauma and heal from that and a lot of things was I had to do shadow work and baby that's another story for another episode because my god you got to be ready for shadow work for real so um I eventually healed from that night I never talked about it in therapy because I was busy unpacking a whole lot of other mess like I said I healed through shadow work and tools that I learned from therapy. So Halloween 2021, I dressed up as a clown. A cute one though. I did it to celebrate overcoming trauma and fear because <laughs> I did that. <laughs> now, I still don't trust a motherfucker whose face I can't see. But then again, I don't trust people whose faces I can see. If you don't take anything else away from this episode, take away these things at the very least. One, don't easily dismiss the accounts of children. Children have very good memories, although trauma will distort the memories of a child just like trauma will distort the memories of an adult. But please don't completely dismiss the accounts of children. Two, therapy is a game changer when you have the right therapist. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. If you need to go to therapy, go. If you don't have insurance that covers therapy, there's a lot of places that do it, um, pro bono or have a sliding scale fee three shadow work is needed when healing from trauma it's absolutely needed shadow work is absolutely needed when healing from trauma and i'm gonna tell you right now if you're not ready to dig up some old stuff you may have forgot you might not want to do it we'll talk about that in another episode four most importantly Homie the Clown was real. Homie the Clown was real. We still don't know who Homie the Clown is. <sighs> you know, 
I want to say this before I end the show. Before you dismiss someone's account of a story, because to you, it doesn't sound believable, or there's not enough evidence to suggest it's true. Remember this, every good movie is based on a true story, and real life is always stranger than fiction. Join me next Sunday. I'll be diving deep into a discussion about protecting yourself with camouflage, but I guarantee it's not what you think it is. Yay, you made it to the end. I really want to thank y'all for tuning in and for being a part of Poppy on Shit Podcast Tribe. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly hope there was something useful you took away from it. Don't pass up the opportunity to let me know what you think by leaving a rating and review on the podcast platform you're listening from. And be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss a beat. You can always download this and any other episode and listen to it at a later time. For more content, join me on TikTok, IG, and YouTube at I Be Knowing Shit. So, before I let you go, go, honey, did you know that you can leave me a voice note? All you gotta do is go to Spotify Podcast, click on I Be Knowing Shit profile, and hit message to send a voice note. There you can let me know what you think about the show give your input and leave suggestions for future topics that's it that's it that's it we meet again next week y'all come back now you hear